You're listening to Song Stories. I'm Sophia Bromowitz. In the fall of 2019, I taught a writing class at the University of Virginia called American Roots Music. At the end of the semester, I asked my students to pick a song from the 20th century and tell a story about it. Each writer approached their song with different questions. How are the song's musicians influenced by their setting, by their personal lives, or by their collaborators? How do we as listeners feel different responses to different kinds of music? And where do these feelings come from? What did a song mean then, and what does it mean now? You can hear their answers to these questions and more by listening to their podcasts. Today we're going to hear about the song Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. This episode was written, produced, and performed by Karina Anderson. Growing up, Billie Jean by Michael Jackson was a staple song played in my house. My parents would play their iconic playlists of 70s, 80s, and 90s music as they cooked, worked, or just for background ambiance. Billie Jean played almost every time, and I would burst out singing along to it. I would aimlessly sing... absolutely no thought being put into it. However, as I have gone older and started to listen to the specifics in the lyrics, I realize I don't have the full picture of Billie Jean, nor do I have one about Jackson himself. Lots of questions have come to mind as I began to process the song and its artist. Who really is Michael Jackson? So I want to embark on a journey. Let's dive deeper into the song to understand how Jackson expresses himself through his music. We're going to look at both the lyrics and the musicality behind Billie Jean to try and better understand the complex person Jackson was. I want to start by looking at the artist himself, Michael Jackson. Almost everyone knows who he is, and if someone doesn't, well, they must not listen to music. His music was influential, tackling lots of controversial topics, such as race or environmental issues. I think Michael Jackson was one of the best artists music has ever seen. His music spoke, and he mesmerized those listening to him. He wasn't called the king of pop for nothing. But who really was Michael Jackson? Outside of his brilliant music, when I think of Jackson, I think about things we, as in the public, didn't quite understand about him. He was African American, but we saw his skin become lighter to a point where he looked white. Many claimed he underwent surgery while he claimed he had vitiligo, a rare disease that caused depigmentation in the skin. Was he ashamed of his heritage? Did he want to become white? Or was it something else? Another was that his facial features, which changed and morphed over the years, and voice were more feminine than masculine. Many claimed he was gay, although he denied that and continued to have relations with women. So what did he identify as? Another was how he acted. He involved himself in lots of childlike activities, such as his home, Neverland Ranch. It was a house any young child would dream of having, with amusement parks, zoos, and candy galore. Why did he act like this? He was a successful, grown-up man, but seemed to want to be a child at times. As Susan Fast, author of the article, Difference That Exceeded Understanding, Remembering Michael Jackson, 1958 to 2009, puts it, He was unknowable. He was impossible to figure out. Jackson was an artist that few truly knew anything about. He had many controversies surrounding his name, and as Fast puts it, people begged, Please be black, Michael, or white, or gay, or straight, father or mother, father to children, not a child yourself. Many wanted a lot from Jackson, something he had been dealing with his whole life. His father abused him from a young age and forced him to become the performer he was with his brothers in the Jackson 5. He was exposed to sexual and adult behavior as a young kid. Maybe that's why Jackson was so hard to know. He couldn't fit into a box society wanted him to because he himself didn't know what he wanted or was. 
Or maybe he was too scared to be his true self for fear of what would follow. Whatever might be the true reason as to why Jackson did and acted may never be known. However, I want to do my best to possibly gain some answers by analyzing one of his most influential and successful songs produced, Billie Jean. The story behind Billie Jean is quite interesting. There was a crazed fan who continually sent letters to him claiming that he was the father of her child. Eventually, she sent him a letter and a gun containing instructions on how to kill himself at the same time she would kill herself and the baby so they could finally be together. Jackson repeatedly denied being the father, but it did disturb him. He would have nightmares or paranoia surrounding these letters. So how does Jackson deal with something like this? Naturally, he writes a son about it. As unnatural that may be to the typical person, like myself, I believe Jackson used his music as an outlet. An outlet for his emotions that couldn't be expressed elsewhere. Music was his only coping mechanism. As Rolling Stone put it, Jackson's intimate, powerful expression of pain and even paranoia would never sound quite so fresh, funky, and curiously, voyeuristically fun. Rooted in his upbeat music was a deeper meaning, an escape from his inner thoughts, ones deeper than most artists. Michael Jackson was one complex human being. I want to focus on two elements to help understand Jackson through his music. First are the lyrics. This is an easy song to follow, especially with the repetition of several verses. The chorus is a continual denial of the claim Billie Jean is making. We can hear Jackson defend himself again and again by saying, the kid is not my son. Another place we hear heavy repetition is in the outro. Jackson sings the same verse. Billie Jean is not my lover, six times in a row. Jackson utilizes repetition to express the effort and the amount of times he has had to defend himself when being accused of false things. He's fed up with it and wants to put an end to it all. Jackson had even said once, the girl in the song is a composite of people we've been plagued by over the years. Billie Jean is one person that describes many. She's an attention-seeking, demanding and manipulative, person. He is using this song as a way to express his feelings about the people he had dealt with, people he doesn't want in his life. Now let's focus on the music itself. The beats in this song are iconic. When this song plays, you can't mistake it for another. We 
hear a steady drumbeat begin, and then introduced is a shaker. Next is the iconic piano sound. I say piano with quotation marks around it. The sound isn't being produced by a real piano, but rather a synthesizer. Now what is a synthesizer, you might ask? According to Explain That Stuff, it is an electronic keyboard that can generate or copy virtually any kind of sound, making it able to mimic the sound of a traditional instrument, such as a violin or piano, or create brand new, undreamed of sounds. Now the inclusion of a synthesizer in this song is important. First, by using a synthesizer, Jackson is able to combine many different genres of music together. Genres such as jazz, funk, soul, and R&B, ones dominated by African-American artists. The roots of these genres speak of African-American heritage. As Christine Capitola says in her article, Starting Something, Synthesizers and Rhythmic Reorientations and Michael Jackson's Billie Jean, the analog synthesizers in Billie Jean therefore worked as both a point of reference to these music genres and a resonance of rhythms, of labor, of protest, of song, gliding black lives since the 1960s. Michael is defending his heritage in this song. He's proud to be a person of color and wants to honor its roots in his music. Here we can see Jackson not letting his outward appearance explain himself. Rather, he's letting his music speak for him. Now, a synthesizer mimics instruments. It isn't the instrument itself. You can't put it in a box. It exists as its own. It is fluid in how it moves. It mimics queerness. As Sarah Ahmed explains, queer is, after all, a spatial term, which then gets translated into a sexual term, a term for a twisted sexuality that does not follow a straight line, a sexuality that is bent and crooked. Queer is a space, a place that doesn't fit boxes society expects. It isn't one thing, but also isn't the other. It takes on many roles. Jackson does the same thing. Jackson's voice worked as a space of becoming gender, one that allowed him to occupy a third space of gender in between male and female binary endpoints, says Capitola. Jackson can't and won't fit himself into one thing or the other. Rather, he's moving in between. He exists in a place that is queer without having to be direct about it. He is himself, sometimes masculine, sometimes feminine, but himself and that exists as queer. Parallel, the synthesizer plays in Billie Jean and how Jackson defines himself create an insight into who Jackson is. We can see the questions we have answered. Is he masculine or feminine? Is he gay or straight? Is he black or white? None are going to be answered in the way we want it to be. Rather, Jackson uses Billie Jean as a way to look into his view on himself, proud of his heritage, paranoid about people in this world, embodying queer and expresses it through the only thing he knows, music. Billie Jean was monumental in Jackson's career. According to Rolling Stone magazine, Billie Jean peaked at number one for seven weeks and lasted 24 weeks in total on the chart. It led his album Thriller to be nominated for many awards and, of course, winning them. Billie Jean's music video was the first black artist video to be played on heavy rotation on MTV, thus paving the way for future artists like him. When he performed the song at Motown 25, a television special commemorating Motown Records' anniversary, he introduced his iconic dance move, the moonwalk. He showed no in this move until he was on stage and people were mesmerized. This performance gave Jackson his dancing credibility. As Rolling Stone claims, arguably, Jackson's single greatest and most psychologically complex triumph, this song established the former Jackson 5 child star as an adult solo entertainer. Billie Jean was a huge success. It allowed Jackson to truly emerge as the artist we know. I don't think anyone will ever be able to fully explain Jackson. He was a mystery until the day he died. But I think by having dove into one of his most popular songs, I realized Billie Jean is much more than a song inspired by a crazy story. It is an outlet for Jackson to speak. This song and his others talk about things he had gone through. It was therapy, a way for him to deal with the messed up things he had dealt with or had seen. It was a source of expression to explain who he was and what he wanted to be. Music spoke for Jackson. It expressed his inner self without having to say it straight up. 
It was his entire life. Jackson was one unique, interesting human being, and I think I'll forever be fascinated by him. Billie Jean was influential in Jackson's music career, not only for the success it had, but also in how we got to see more of Jackson than before, possibly helping to clear up the many questions we have about him. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed learning a little bit more about Michael Jackson and Billie Jean. Thanks for listening to Song Stories. Song Stories is a member of the Virginia Audio Collective. Listen to the whole series and learn more at virginiaaudio.org.